Good evening, citizens. My name is Ban Shattersong, captain of the Bloody Hands Mercenary Company. And if you're back in this dank, dark alehouse, it's certainly not for the grub. Might I hazard that you're here for another tale, a rumour, a story, if you will, following the winds of war that billow across our mighty empire? You're in luck, citizen, for I aim not to disappoint. Let's cast our eyes southwest for the movements of the quiet step in Segura. The Lysambrium Jotun have quit Segura. After the winter solstice, the Blackthorns march north to Niaren, and the quiet step joins the Red Wind Corsairs and the Winter Sun in their campaign to liberate Segura. Even as the armies regroup and begin their advance towards Anders, the orcs are already on the move. Their defensive positions around the old town are abandoned. The gates of Anders stand open to welcome the Imperial soldiers. Bells are ringing and people cheer. The Jotun are already crossing the border back into the hills of Rhinos. According to the free people of Anders, the Lysambrian Jotun have begun preparations to move during the winter solstice. As soon as news reached them from the north that Imperial heroes had been repulsed and their excavations at the Kaida had proved fruitful. The Freeborn described the orcs as being filled with a sense of triumphant glee, maybe of victorious passion, almost to match that of the Kohan. Whatever they recovered from the Kaida, they were gone from Anders in less than a week. While the winter sun were beginning their steady advance across the plains of Andujase, the orcs were stripping Anders and the surrounding villages of every scrap of food and every bottle of wine, paying well below market price for both. While the quiet steppe were smearing blade venom on their spears, and the handful of heralds of the Spider King accompanying their army were scuttling through the long grasses, the Lysambrians were breaking their camps. While the Redwind Corsairs were making their first daring raid north, the Orcs... Well, actually, in this regard, the Empire steals a march from the Lysambrians. The main body of the Freeborn army moves too slowly, but the advanced forces of the Redwind Corsairs move faster than the Jotun, cutting into the hero supply lines like hot knives into soft butter. There is some limited fighting as the armoured hero defend themselves against the freeborn Kohan. Wagons are seized, a few prisoners taken. They confirm that the other Imperial armies and what they have just discovered. The Lysambrium Jotun are done with Segura for the moment. They have what they came for, relics of the ancient Lysambrian ancestors carved out from the dry soil. Mementos of the time when the arid plains of the Brass Coast belonged to the four great families, before the human invaders drove them west and south into the hills. It seems inconceivable that the Jotun would countenance an invasion of Segura merely to support the Sambrian scholarship. Indeed, the prisoners make no bones about the fact that they had every intention of staying 
if possible. But they knew that the odds were stacked against them. Yet courage, ambition, and the wisdom-driven need to know about their roots gave them the fire they needed to forge their own path with little more than token support from the other Jotun. The Lysambrian Godi are wise enough to see the shape of the future when it is staring them in the face. While they could perhaps hold on to Anders, there is little chance for the three families, the hero, the Corazon, and their newfound siblings in the Escuta, could do anything more than delay the inevitable. Not this time. So, they are leaving. But they will be back. One day. One day the Brass Coast will be gone, and only Lysambria will remain. Of course, dear citizens, these claims are uh, pretty ludicrous. You see, the Lysambrian Jotun did not go far. While the Imperial armies are making sure there are no barbarians left in Segura in the wake of the retreat, the hero Corazon and Escuta re-emerge from the western hills into Karaman. Almost before anyone realises they are there, they are halfway towards securing a beachhead in the Cinnabar Hills. In the past, when the Jotun have attacked Karaman, they have gone straight for Serra Damata and the Dalmatian Cliffs. This time, their strategy is a little different. Perhaps because the Lysambrian Jotun are less concerned about fighting in woodlands, they emerge through the scubby and scrubby trees of Western Gambit, avoiding the hills and mountains altogether. They are not alone, either. As the first Corazon raids begin to hit the caravans, bringing Mithril and White Granite down out of the hills, the first stories of humans fighting alongside the Jotun begin to percolate through. It takes only a little time for the facts to emerge. It seems that while the Jotun forces in Bregasland have been on the defensive, the Yagara of the Mornwald under Stephen of Starcone have come south via Jotun territory to fight with the Corazon. They seem to make a good match for the Orcs. Their familiarity with the virtues makes them arguably a better fit for fighting with the Lysambrian, rather than it does with the Orcs of Narcist or Kalesa. The presence of the human auxiliaries is not the only thing that has changed about the Lysambrian Jotun in the weeks since they left Segura. There is a new intensity to them. Their conquest seems fueled by something that goes beyond the zeal granted to them by their adoption of the virtues. The Corazons seem more daring in their raids, more ambitious than ever before. The heroes seem more implacable, more driven. The shaman of the Escuta, now looking even more like Lysambrian Jotun and less like the people of Narcist, seem possessed of a mystic insight into the strategies of their opponents but they never evidence during the fighting in Segura. Whatever they brought into the hills, whatever relics they uncovered, are changing them. Or perhaps merely accelerating the process of change, put into the motion when the hero, battered and broken, were granted short-lived sanctuary in the Brass Coast. Some things have not changed. 
they still offer the Freeborn they encounter their version of the Jotun choice. Join the Lysambrians, keep your land and your possessions, but agree to accept the conquerors as your rulers, swearing an oath of loyalty and offering a portion of your wealth each season. Or simply leave, with nothing save the clothes on your back, a few sentimental keepsakes and as much food as you can carry. Loyalty or exile, with death reserved for those courageous few who refuse to choose either way. Western Gambit is not well populated, but a slow trickle of exiles begins to flow east into Rajota, and from there, the wide roads into Madruga. As always, when the Jotun launched an assault on Garaman, the only thing that stands between the Lysambrians and complete conquest of Gambit is the garrison at Braden's Yasa. They are quick to rally, and then make the long slog march south and west to engage the orcs and their allies. There is a usual level of grumbling, and some talk of how the Cinnabar roads might have made the task of defending the entire territory a little easier. Yet, for all the grumbling, the garrison nonetheless make that long march and engage the invaders, slowing their advance and buying time for the Empire to rally its defence. The Oten have tried to claim Karaman before, and will no doubt do so again. Indeed, they wrote their intentions on the walls of Demata. We came, we shall come again. Yet each time the Empire has driven them back out from the Cinnabar Hills. It remains to be seen if this change of tactics works. If this decision to begin in Gambit, rather than the hills of Demata, will disrupt the pattern.